Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you've heard. We also want to let you know about our Vanguard Collective School of Supernatural Ministry launching this fall. For more information, head to vcssm.com, or for more resources like this, head to trptampa.com. We're starting a series called The Full Gospel, and that is, it's, I'm just going to jump right into it. The Full Gospel is risky. And it has requirements. The full gospel is not a bless me club. The full gospel is not just go to church, get a goose bump, and go home. You know, the Holy Ghost gooseies. You know, no, that's not the full gospel. The full gospel actually requires something of those who believe it. Yes, it does. I'm right about that. I'm going to show you in scripture how this is true and how a powerless gospel is no gospel at all. I'm going to say that again. A powerless gospel, a gospel without power is not good news. Gospel means good news. So a, a, a message that doesn't change anything or do anything or just protects you till you get to heaven is not good news, you know. Good news, you're going to stay sick till you go to heaven. Good news, you can't get delivered of that thing. Good, that doesn't make sense. No, good news requires power to see it changed, Right? And that is, that's the baseline for this whole series. We're gonna, I, don't, I don't have an end date for this. We're just going to, because I was starting to hear the Lord press it on my heart, and I got 13 different passages of Scripture. So it might be 13 weeks. I don't know. Who knows? You know, we're just going to, I said it in for the first gathering, but we're going to preach it until we see it. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to keep preaching it until I see it. And we're already starting, we've already seen some healings. We've already seen uh, miracles break out, things like that. I'll tell you a couple stories today. But you all know Paul, right? The Apostle Paul. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, one of my favorites. And he's a master theologian, one of the experts on the law and the gospel itself and how the new covenant is our, our position and what God has brought us into through Christ. Amen. And he said, he gave a standard. He set a standard for the fulfillment of of the message of the gospel. Now, it's a standard that many in this room might not be comfortable with. Too bad. It's still the standard, okay? It's a standard that my life experience doesn't line up with all the way. Too bad. It's still the standard, okay? He said in the Psalms that he has elevated above all things his word and his name. That means his word, what he has said through his word is higher than your experience, higher than your history, higher than even your expectations for tomorrow, okay? This is the final word. It's the first and last word on everything according to the gospel. Amen? All right. I feel some agreement. I like that. (laughs) Oh, if you don't know me, I'll just lay some ground. I like noise. I like... Yes, I like, no, I don't care. You can, we, you can heckle me from the back. I've had a guy cuss at me while preaching. It just kind of encourages me all the more. Whatever, you can't scare me. You won't outweird me, so let's do this together, right? Come on. So it's good. It's a very free house. If, if somebody's freedom is freaking you out, you're free to move to another part of the room. How about that, okay? That's, that's my rule. If somebody's getting too free for your liking or maybe their freedom is just a little too weird for you, I've been there. I've done that. I just get up and move to another part of the room. If I were you, that's what I've done before. You permission granted, all right? So, yeah. This is the standard Paul gave. Paul gave a very specific standard in Romans 15. We're going to read uh, verse 18 through 19 in the English Standard Version and then a couple more translations. I love translations of the Bible. It gives you a full picture if you go to different translations. Paul says this, I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me to bring the Gentiles to obedience. 
by word and deed, by the power of signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem all the way around to Elycrium, I have fulfilled the ministry of the gospel of Christ. There's a line in the sand in these verses right here. And it's, it's probably a line that goes right through your comfort zone. That's okay. It doesn't matter. Still the line. He says, by word and deed, by the power of signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, that I have fulfilled the ministry of the gospel of Christ. He didn't say that I have fulfilled my calling in the gospel. He didn't say I fulfilled an apostolic ministry. He didn't say I fulfilled the ministry of the evangelist or the ministry of the preacher. He said, I have fulfilled the ministry of the gospel of Christ. A lot, a lot of people would like to preach this as, well, that was for Bible times and for Bible people. Well, newsflash, we're in Bible times and you are Bible people, okay? There's no more writing of Scripture, but we're in Bible days. What are you talking about? Like, that, you know, the book of Acts chronicled after Jesus ascended into heaven and believers were doing stuff. That, there was no end date. There was no like, all right, now all, everything stops. Now that we completed Acts chapter 28, we're no more, no more gospel. No, it says, Jesus said the kingdom of God is like a seed. When planted, grows to be the tallest tree in the garden, and the birds of the air come to perch on its branches. You know what that means? That means it's supposed to keep growing until it's the most dominating thing in the garden of the world. The gospel is supposed to be the highest tree on the plain. And you know what the birds of the air represent? That represents the people of the world, the children of the sons of this age. It says, and the birds of the air come and perch on its branches. We're supposed to be a tree that grows so tall that people in the world look at it and say, that looks comfortable. I'm going to go fly in there and find some rest and rescue. That's supposed to be what's happening. It's not a cutoff stump, all right? From the cutoff stump of Jesse, Jesus Christ came. He's the vine. You are the branches, all right? How many lost people are coming to your door asking for help? That tells me how much we're fulfilling the ministry of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That was a good word right there, Caleb. That was a really good word. Really good. Let's listen to this same passage in Romans 15. In the Passion Translation, he says, I will not be presumptuous to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me. For many non-Jewish people are coming into faith's obedience by the power of the Spirit of God, which is displayed through mighty signs and amazing wonders, both in word and deed. Starting from Jerusalem, I went from place to place, as far as the distant Roman province of Elycrium, fully preaching the wonderful message of Christ. Say, fully preaching. Fully preaching the wonderful message of Christ. Listen to it in the Amplified Classic. Again, I love translations. It says, even as my preaching, this is verse 19 only, has been accompanied with the power of signs and wonders and all of it by the power of the Holy Spirit. The result is that starting from Jerusalem, as far around as Elycrium, I have fully preached the gospel. Listen to this. Faithfully executing, accomplishing, carrying out to the full the good news of Christ the Messiah in its entirety. Faithfully executing, accomplishing, carrying out to the full the good news of Christ the Messiah in its entirety. How? Word, deed, signs, wonders, all by the power of the Spirit of God. Say it with me. Word, deed, signs, wonders, all by the power of the Spirit of God. All right, now here's the deal. There are people preaching Saying the right thing, saying Jesus loves you. That's, that's a word from the Lord. If you need a word from the Lord from someone, just say, hey, Jesus actually loves you. You know, you might have heard it before, but God loves you. That's a word from the Lord. That's a prophetic word right there, right? It's true. It is. 
that's the word. It's saying God has done what no one else could do by rescuing all of humanity in his own body, taking the place and punishment for sin. That's the word. Amen? That's, but that's not the full gospel. It's not fully preaching the gospel because it doesn't stop. It's just the word. Then it goes to deed, word and deed, like, you know, serving your neighbor, like loving your neighbor as yourself, like helping the poor. These are deeds, good deeds, required. It's a requirement. <laughs> good news, it's a requirement. <laughs> I mean, I know. <laughs> okay, it's fine. Third thing, signs. That's miracle signs. That's the word simeon in the Greek. It means miracle signs, okay? It means that healing. It means power of God breaking into a place. It means a sign that says, hey, God was here. You know, a sign takes you somewhere, right? You don't stop at the sign, but a sign is important, right? Nobody goes to like, you know, Kentucky and stands at the sign and goes, we're in Kentucky and leaves. You know what I mean? Like you actually go see Kentucky. Like the sign is not the stopping point, but it is, it is important, right? Signs take you somewhere. We, I'll, I didn't share this at first, but we had a sign. We had a sign when we were at the letter carriers hall. We've had, and I'm not trying to say that we're doing this thing perfect. I'm just saying this is our standard. Word, deed, signs, wonders by the power of the Spirit of God. That's the standard. We're not taking another standard. I'm going to tell you some stories. Not everyone I've prayed for has been healed. Not everything I, I wanted to see has happened, but that doesn't mean we change the standard. I'm not, I, you know what I'm saying? It's not, uh, how arrogant would that be? We change the standard because you don't see it in your life? Wow. Sorry, but that's what the church has done by and large. We've preached our experience instead of commanding our experience to come in line with the true gospel, the full gospel. We've had a sign though. We had a sign at the letter carriers hall. We put it on Facebook. We investigated it. It's true. One day, uh, the day I got back from Israel, I've been to Israel many times, so it's not like this one time, but I've been to Israel many times. In October or September of uh, last year at the Letter Carriers Hall, I came back and I told a testimony of a man who had oil pouring out of his hands. A couple people were with me. He walked around at the garden tomb with oil coming out of his hands. Everyone he touched got healed. It was wild. It was crazy. I told that testimony, and when I was done preaching and we were finishing up, someone came and grabbed me because there was oil pouring out of the door leading to our children's room. Some of you saw it. Oil coming out of the top of the door, okay? And we're, like, taking pictures, video. We're like, what is going on? And I went and investigated. I went and found the people who worked there, the lady who opened the building. I said, was there oil on this door when you got here? She's like, no. I was like, was there work done on this door last night? She's like, no one was here. I closed last night. I'm like, what were they doing last night? I investigated it because if this is a sign, it's taking us somewhere. I'm going to properly read the sign. Are you with me? You gotta, there's, there's accountability to this thing. There's, you know, you can't just, you know, love believes all things, but that doesn't mean you're not shrewd as serpents. Jesus said, shrewd as serpents, gentle as doves are those who follow me. So shrewdness, it's good. So I asked around, and they, the lady, I took the video, and the lady who worked there actually showed the video to every single person who worked there, and no one could explain it. No one had a, had a thing. No one knew what it was. So at that point, I was like, it's a sign. So I asked the Lord, what is this sign? Okay? And so I think that it was just that the Lord was wanting to break out and Holy Spirit pour out on Tampa Bay and the door is Jesus and all that. We could go into all that. But for me, something tickled me. This is just fun. Um, we had been in that hall for months, okay, a couple months. And I had never noticed the sign above the children's door. So there was a door. I should have gotten this for you. I'm sorry. There's a picture and all that stuff. 
I didn't know I was going to share this. There's a door with oil on it leading to another door. That other door had a sign above it. Are you with me? On that sign, it said the name of the room is the Jack Newman Recreation Room. The Jack Newman Recreation Room. So when I started looking at this picture, I was like, hold up, Jack. The new man recreation room? (laughs) I'm like, there's the oil on a door and then another door leading to where we teach our kids. And it says, the new man recreation room. I was like, if that's not a confirmation of the message of this house, that anyone in Christ is a new creation, the old has passed away, the new has actually come, I don't know what is. So we've seen some signs. We've seen healings. We've seen like that. Seen stuff like that. Wonders. Well, wonders are those things that make you wonder, all right? And I kind of, I would call the oil thing a sign of wonder. How did oil come pouring out of that door? I don't know. It's crazy. It was still oily for weeks. Like, it didn't evaporate. It was still there. I even went as far to taste it. I was trying to smell it. It didn't taste like anything. I mean, I was trying to figure it out. Like, this is some type of WD-40 someone sprayed on this door. No. It was odorless. It was tasteless. I can't explain it. The new man recreation room was brought to our attention. Hallelujah. Signs, wonders by the power of the Spirit. Now, here's the deal. There are people who can say nice things, even proclaim the gospel, say the word, There are people who can do good deeds, charitable things, and there are even people who can perform signs and wonders without the power of the Spirit of God. It's the truth. It's truth. Look up Matthew 7. Matthew 7, somewhere in there, he says that at the the last day, not all who say to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who do the will of my Father. And he says, they will respond to him in that day. Didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we cast out demons? Didn't we do many mighty works in your name? And he said, depart from me. I never knew you. So these are people not in relationship with the Holy Spirit, meaning not using the power of God, using some other power and the name of Jesus. Right? That's Matthew 7. Check it out. And he says, I never knew you. Now, here's the deal. If there are people who don't know God who can do that, then what's your excuse? What's my excuse? We ain't got no excuses. There's a standard here. And I know it's challenging. I'm challenged by my My wife is in the hospital right now. Okay, I'm not preaching you my experience. That would be a great disservice to you. I'm, I'm telling you what the word of God gives us as a standard for fulfilling the ministry of the gospel of Christ. Say it with me. Word. Deed, signs, wonders by the power of the Spirit of God. All by the power of the Spirit of God. You can preach without the anointing. You can preach without the power of the Spirit of God, by the way. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can regurgitate, but you can't revelate. All right? There's no, there's no revelation. There's just self-help stuff. Okay, Caleb, calm down. <laughs> I'm on assignment. I'm on assignment. So I know what I need to say. I don't want to get distracted. So this is important because healing, this, this all came from the cross, all right? Healing is one of the most divisive things in the church today. People who say they can pray for the sick and see them healed, things like that, is divisive. Because truth is divisive. It just is. Truth in its very nature says this is right and that is wrong. That's a divisive statement. You know, we want to include everyone, and our core values even say everyone, everyone, everyone. And that's true. But we're not changing the message for anyone. We'll honor everyone who comes through our doors. We'll empower everyone. We'll have faith for everyone, but we're not changing the message for anyone. 
We're not removing, I'm not removing the standard for you or for your neighbor. I don't care if it offends you that you're supposed to be healing the sick. I don't care. It's still the standard. Maybe you need a little bit of offense. Maybe you need the stumbling block of offense. <laughs> it calls Christ the stumbling block of offense. Maybe we need to get a little bit more offensive when advancing the kingdom. Did you hear what I just said? Maybe we need to get more offensive when advancing the kingdom. We're always playing defense. Oh, don't want to offend anybody. Don't want to Maybe we need to offend a few people. If the truth offends you, does it change the truth? Maybe you need to change. <laughs> this is what happened. <laughs> another great word, Caleb. That was another one. <laughs> this is what happened at the cross. Healing is in the atonement. It's in what Jesus did. Isaiah 53 says this. I'm going to read it, verse 4 through 5 in the Passion Translation. Then we're going to focus on verse 5. You're familiar with this verse, I'm sure. As many of you are. It says, speaking of Jesus, yet he was the one who carried our sicknesses and endured the torment of our sufferings. Just right there, that's good news. He carried your sickness, man. He, endured, he carried it somewhere to the grave to leave it there. <laughs> he endured the torment of our sufferings. We viewed him as one who was being punished for something he himself had done, as one who was struck down by God and brought low. But it was because of our rebellious deeds that he was pierced and because of our sins that he was crushed. He endured the punishment that made us completely whole. And his wounding, we found our healing. In his wounding, we found our healing. By his stripes, we are healed. You've heard this before. Listen to it in, in the English Standard, just verse 5. It says, he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. It's not your wounds that, wound, that heal anybody. It's not your trauma or life experience that brings healing to people. It's not your pain that God's going to use as a ministry. Don't build ministry on your pain. Build it on his wounds, all right? You can't. If you build it on your pain, what happens when a believer comes by and heals you? Now you don't have a ministry. <laughs> Just saying. I've literally had people say to me, no, no, I don't want this deaf ear healed because God's going to use it. And I prayed for them, their deaf ear got, they, they got healed. And I was like, obviously God, that was not God's will for you to build. Her name is Sarah. If you want to meet her, I'll, I'll take you to her. She lives in town. Okay. It's the standard. It's not my standard. It's God's standard. This this statement, his transgressions, or pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities, is important. I'm going to break down some of the language here for you, okay? And it says transgressions and iniquities, and those two words are both the word for sin, all right? But they're variants of the word sin, all right? So for me, I was asking some questions of the Lord one day about this verse. I'm like, why did you use sin in different ways? What is that? And I dug a little deeper, and I found out that the first word, transgressions, actually means specifically rebellion, he was pierced for our rebellion. He was pierced for the rebellious deeds that we did, right? And then the second word, iniquity, iniquity, actually means the punishment for rebellion. So here's the deal. Jesus didn't die just to forgive your sins. He died, he was crushed so that the iniquity, the, the punishment for your sin, the effect of your sin would be taken care of. Listen, Jesus is not just saying, I forgive you. For sleeping around, he wants to heal the STD you got. I don't have a better example than that. You know what I mean? Like your rebellion and then the thing that stayed with you from your rebellion. They're both included. This is the standard. 
Yeah, it is good. That's why you shouldn't build your ministry on some punishment from something you did back in the day. Like, I know people that preach, uh, they're, they're, uh, they were on drugs, and they, they're, um, their family is ruined because of it and everything like that. And they've lost their family and stuff. And they use that as a platform to say, listen, I'm with you. If your family, you know, has run out, you, run out on you because of this or you don't have a relationship with it, I get it. I understand. And we use that as a connection point. But you can't just connect for the sake of connecting. you got to connect in order to take them somewhere, all right? We got to connect. We got to be sympathetic. We got to be honest. And we got to grab hold of people and pull them out of their stuff, all right? Pull them into the standard that the gospel has set for us. We can't just connect to connect. I'm with you. Yeah, we're both down here in the, in the pit. <laughs> we both got mud on our face. Great. You know? We got to pull people out of this stuff. This is the deal. Because Jesus did not just pay to forgive your sins, your rebellion. He put, uh, he atoned so that you could actually be healed from the consequence of your rebellion. That's what that word iniquity means. Isn't that amazing? So if you're walking, you walked in here and you feel like you, because you made some mistakes in your life or something, and you're carrying sickness or disease, and you said, well, this is just my cross to bear. No, you don't even get your own cross, newsflash. You were one with him on his cross, okay? So let's go. Let's get out of that thing. You carry the cross to the watery grave and come out with a crown. It's not supposed to be something you bear. You're not supposed to be wearing it. Jesus did this to set you free from it. It says, upon him was a chastisement that brought us peace. That's literally the word rebuke. God rebuked himself so that you wouldn't be. You deserved a rebuke. You, you and I, we deserved rebuke. And God said, instead of rebuking them, I'm going to rebuke me. I'm going to take the chastisement. I'm going to take the punishment. And people still say, oh, no, the Lord is teaching me through this thing. He's teaching me through this, this punishment. That is everywhere. That's prevalent. In Tampa Bay. I'm not making this stuff up. Okay? But he was chastised, and that brought us peace. That word peace is wholeness, shalom. Come on. He took the rebuke so that you could be whole. And you still want to pick the rebuke? Like, no, Lord. No, come on. Yes, he disciplines those he loves. But he's actually made you whole by his own rebuking himself. You need to think about this stuff. And by his wounds, we are healed. That word healed is absolutely physically transformed, mended, physical healing, actual physical healing. So a lot of people pass this off as, you know, spiritual healing or whatever, you know, just like I'm healed in heaven or I'm healed in the spirit. No. He says by his stripes, you are physically healed. It's the standard. Word, deed, signs, wonders by the power of the spirit of God. This is the full gospel. My life doesn't preach that perfectly. It's still the standard. I've seen some inbreakings of it. I've seen some things happen. I could tell you some stories. I'll tell you one. I told it in the first. Anyone hear a story of some crazy healing stuff? And this story should prove to you that it has nothing to do with me, okay, because I don't know what I'm doing. All right, I was at a conference once a few years back. And I had just been like three months or two and a half months baptized in the Holy Ghost. I was like allowing myself to walk into like the charismatic world, you know. I was a good Southern Baptist boy before that. But then, you know, my mom got healed and there's a lot to that too. Anyway, I could tell you so many stories. This one story is a sign and a wonder healing blew my mind. It fits the bill for what Paul talked about, okay. 
I'm walking through this conference, and there's worship happening, and it's awesome. And I'm just kind of walking through, and I felt like I was supposed to touch this man's head. There's a bald man standing on, in the aisle at the last chair, and I felt like an unction of the Holy Spirit say, put your hand on his head. Total stranger. Weird. That's weird. All right? And I'm just like, I'm, he's like here. And I just walk past him. I get that urge. I'm like, nah. <laughs> and then I really felt, I'm like, Okay, and so I came from behind so he didn't see me. I just walked up real slow. I'm not kidding. I was so it was weirded out, and I just went boop, and I just barely touched his head. I mean, like slight, like barely touched it. Homeboy went flying forward, hit the ground, turned on his side, knocked a chair over, and started like shaking violently. I was like, uh oh. Was, <laughs> that's exactly what I did, man. I just walked away quickly. You know, the quick walk, like, you don't want to look like you're running, but you're running. Yeah, that. And I was freaking out. I was like, oh, my God, I heard him. I don't know what it did. So, yeah, and there were people falling down all over the place, but not when I touched them. I was just like, and I wasn't touching anybody. So, anyway, I go sit in my seat on the oh, way other side of the room, you know. It was a big conference center. And I just kind of, like, tried to forget the whole horrific thing, you know. <laughs> And then three days later, it was a uh, six-day conference all week long. Uh, three days later, they have the main guy who's running the conference get on stage, and he says, we've had a verifiable healing this week. And I'm sitting in my chair. I'm like, oh, that's awesome, you know, because they're praying for the sick every session. And he's like, I want to have my friend Dennis come up. I'm not going to say his last name because we're streaming. But he's like, Dennis is going to come up, and here comes Mr. Baldy walking on stage, the guy who I touched. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> They got me on camera somewhere. <laughs> anyway, freak it out. He goes up there and explains that when he was a few years back, he had an accident. He had a metal box put in his head with tubes running out of the box. And the, uh, the liquid, I don't know what, the stuff from his brain going into his spinal cord, it was infused there, okay? So any type of, like, weirdness in his body, he has to go to the ER immediately. He had his blood pressure rise uh, the day before. And so he went to the ER. They did a CT scan, and they couldn't find the box. They, they couldn't find the metal box. This dude went up there with two sets of x-rays. One had a box in it, and one didn't on stage. And I'm like, I'm not like some pro guy in the white suit. Dude, I just touched the guy's head. So I'm like, I'm thinking, oh, he got... That was totally somebody else prayed for him and sent him into a seizure. Not me. I, that was somebody else. Anyway, he found me later that day. And he's like, hey, you, you, you. And I'm like, pretty, you know, I've looked like this for a long time. Pretty easy to spot, you know, whatever. Anyway, and he's like, you're the one. You touched my head. I'm like, uh-huh, I touched your head. Yeah. He's like, nobody else prayed for me, man. I'm like, I didn't pray for you. I touched your head. You know what I mean? And he's like, no, you don't understand. It was the next day my blood pressure spiked, and I went. He's like, and I always wear a plastic cap on my head because if anybody touches me there, I get sent into seizures. And I'm like, yeah, that's what it looked like. You know? <laughs> and he's like, the Lord told me that morning, don't wear your cap. It was the first time in years he's not worn that plastic cap. If you hear that story and think I'm somebody and you're, or whatever, then you're not listening very well. That was a sovereign move of the Lord. He asks for partnership with people who believe him that this is the standard word, deed, signs, and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God. You might bump into somebody at Publix and they get healed of cancer like at this rate. You know what I mean? Like, come on. 
If this is the standard, if this is what Jesus has done, we need it. We need to rise to the standard instead of pulling the standard down to our experience. Listen, I've also prayed for people and they've died. I pray in, in, in ways that will just burn you up on the inside. I'm just trying to break down the whole facade, all right? Like, it's not all, this thing's risk. You see the graphic here? This is perfect because Hyson did that. I did not give him any direction, but he just picked it up in the spirit. That is what the full gospel preaching looks like, stepping off a cliff. This is what it looks like, man. It's exactly what it looks like. I prayed for a man, came up for prayer at, at the altar. He had throat cancer. He had a tumor in his throat. They open him up three days later. They can't find the tumor. It disappeared. Crazy stuff, all right? This is medical, medical records. They sew him back up, and he dies from the surgery. He goes septic from the surgery. You want to talk about heartbreak? I went to that hospital room, and I was like, this is injustice. I'm like, no way. I, I did. I, I went for it. I was praying in tongues. I was praying for hours. He did not raise back to life. I attended his funeral. doesn't change the standard doesn't change what the full gospel requires hurts hurts man hurts it's difficult it's called risk but we'll always stay where we are if we stay where we are we need to create an atmosphere of faith what if a few people rose up and said that's my standard I'm going to fulfill the ministry of the gospel of Jesus Christ in my life by word, deeds, signs, and wonders, all by the power of the Spirit. What if some people rose up and said, that was mine? That was yours. I only need a couple. It's the radical few who changed the world. I don't need the mundane many. I need the radical few. Amen? This is the standard because it was by his stripes we are healed. Here's the deal. This thing, we're going to talk about this for a while, okay? We're going to, this is, I have an open-ended series. We're just going to keep going. It might go through the end of the year. I don't know. But I, like I said at the beginning, I'm going to preach until we see it, and then some. Okay? Because this is the gospel. This is the deal. There is so much scripture about it. We're going we're gonna to dive into all of it. We're going to talk about all of it. Emotional stuff, everything. Okay? Inner healing. I believe inner healing is real when it starts in him. You need your emotions healed, probably, maybe. If you lived on the planet for more than 10 minutes, you probably need some emotional healing, right? Right? Come on. Yeah. And God wants to give you the kingdom. And the third of the kingdom is joy. That's an emotion. <laughs> Amen? Amen. We're going to spend a lot of time here, so I'm just going to pull the handbrake. It's time to stop. So welcome up Pastor Jimmy and the restoration team. We're going to close the gathering here. And this team that's coming up, they have faith for everyone, meaning if you have pain in your body, if you have any type of, any type of sickness or disease, or even if you have family members and feeling like you can come up here and ask for prayer for them, this team is going to pray, and they're going to see stuff move. We've seen multiple healings up here, and we're just going to continue to expect that. So don't leave here if you don't. At least try. At least try. Try it out. Who knows? You might get healed. Amen. No matter what happens, what are we not going to change? The standard, right? Come on. When the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on the earth? Luke 18. Will he find faith on the earth? We won't find it at my house. Amen.
Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you've heard. We also want to let you know about our Vanguard Collective School of Supernatural Ministry launching this fall. For more information, head to vcssm.com, or for more resources like this, head to trptampa.com.